welcome to your power call welcome back to your power call let me know if you can see me you can hear me okay let me know if you can see me or you can hear me okay give me one second to clear the screen here make sure everyone on the uh, Vimeo side can see and hear let's see here let me refresh again assalamu alaikum welcome to your power call welcome back to your power call uh, it's your brother wesley as i appreciate everyone tapping in give us everybody a moment to come on in here let me make sure i send the message out so everybody has the message i pray everyone's had a successful and blacktastic week thus far and that inshallah today will be just as blacktastic as the rest of the days we've had praise me to a lot you can see in here okay good 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 okay all right as always welcome back to your power call Welcome to your power call. If we have any first time guests, please put the number one in the chats, the respective chats that we're in. Uh, let's see if we've been inviting. I see we have referrals being made. I see people joining every day, um, every few hours or so there's someone joining in. Um, so I pray, you know, we have some first time guests here. Oh, yeah, I see one. Shout out to Sister Darisa. Darisa, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name. Sister Gwendolyn says she can't hear me. Are you able to hear me now? If you are having audio or visual issues, you may just need to refresh your, your screen. Um, from what I can see, every all the audio meters are moving up and down. So, okay, praise be to Allah. Indeed, let's make sure we are inviting individuals to come on out and hear what you've been hearing. What you've been learning, what you've been able to pull from. That's what this is all about. Building this power call family, this power call community um, as well. We want to make sure that we're inviting those we can to be able to build in the morning with us um, on these lectures from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and all of the uh, student ministers and those um, that are sharing and giving us understanding on these teachings given by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad as well. So, as always, if you would like to upgrade, www.powercall.net, you can do so. If you would like to visit your local Muhammad mosque or study group, today is Friday. Self-improvement study group is tonight. Come on out. See for yourself. Let's build upon what we're learning uh, come to your self-improvement study group. If you're not sure where the local Muhammad Mosque or study group is in your area, go to www.noystudygroup.com. Fill out the form. The sister will reach out to you as soon as possible with the location information and location, uh, excuse me, location information and the times listed so that you can come visit on a Friday for self-improvement Friday uh, study group or on the public meeting on Sunday with the local times in your area as well. Come on out, see and experience the teachings uh, in real time from the local student ministers of uh, the Muhammad Mosul study group in your area. Let us know what your experience was as well. 
when you come on out. Share that in the Power Call testimonials. Make sure we're utilizing the Power Call testimonial space from uh, the different lectures that we are listening to on a day-to-day basis. Um, today, we, without uh, any doubt there as well, we're going to have another electrifying lecture from uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on the importance of a strong family, a strong nation. So we've been building on relationships and the problems and what our roles are in relationships, the problems that we are contending with in relationships, but it's all building up, building us up to be able to have a strong union at home, build, working on ourselves so we can have a strong family and union at home, uh, which ultimately contributes to us having a strong union in the nation as well. So I appreciate everybody tapping in as well, those coming on in. Um, and just coming in may not have heard the beginning. Assalamu alaikum. And I appreciate you all tapping in for your power call this morning. As always, and as customary, we're going to begin in prayer. So let's go ahead and uh, get into the position of prayer that is most comfortable for you so that we can ready our minds, our hearts for what we're going to learn and study on today. All right. In the name of Allah, the beneficent and merciful. Surely I turn myself, striving to be upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth, and I am not of the polytheists. Surely my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death are all for Allah, the Lord of the worlds. No associate has he, and this I am commanded, and I am of those who submit. O Allah, thou art the king, there is no God but thee. Thou art the Lord, and I am thy servant. I have been unjust to myself, and I confess my faults, so grant me protection against all my faults. For none grants protection against false but thee, and guide me to the best of morals. For none guides to the best of morals but thee, and turn me away from the evil and indecent morals. For none turns away from evil and indecent morals but thee. O Allah, make Muhammad successful, and the true followers of Muhammad successful, as thou did make Abraham and the true followers of Abraham successful. For surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified. And O Allah, bless Muhammad. And the true followers of Muhammad, as thou did bless Abraham and the true followers of Abraham, for surely you are, excuse me, for surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified. I mean, again, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to your power call. Uh, without further delay, we're going to go ahead and bring up the lecture for today. Let me make sure I have everything here. And then once we do have the lecture up, okay, Brother Anthony, I see you have another first time. Uh, Guests tapping in with us on the Power Call. Shout out to Brother Anthony for coming in. Again, utilize the Power Call testimonial section to be able to state what you've learned today. And then checking out the replays as well. Let's make sure that we we go back and review these replays because as we have stated on numerous occasions, the more we feed on these lectures, the more we study these lectures, the more that we go back and look at it and take on the take the listen to the takeaways of others. Uh, we learn something different. Um, so just definitely go ahead, utilize those replays, check it out, and then share what you've learned, what you've pulled from it, uh, what you may have not seen before and what you see now. Share all of those things on the uh, Power Call testimonial space as well. But before I do that, I also wanted to shout out Sister Sharifa Muhammad. She was a class last night. I forgot to... Uh, announced that on the power call yesterday but from what i seen in the testimonies it was another great class for the sisters as well um on the understanding or what the meaning is of 
the second self. So shout out to Sister Sharifa, shout out to Sister Tamora, and Sister Yasina, and Sister Alexia, Sister Mecca, everyone that's associated with putting those classes together and being able to provide uh, those classes for the sisters as well. Shout out to all of you all for participating that came on out. Um, and if you didn't make it, look out for the replays as well. I wanted to make sure I shouted um, the sisters out on that as well because we are moving forward. So if you would like to upgrade and be able to participate in those classes, sisters, please upgrade www.powercall.net. And brothers, don't don't think that you're being left out. We're working on some things to, for us as well. So we have a space for the brothers as well on the on the premium side. So if you would like to upgrade, please do so. If you're using an Apple or iPhone device, you will need to go to your web browser um, to do so. Or if you're using an Android, you can do it within the app. But if you did make it out to the class, please share your testimony in and what you learned and pulled and how you enjoyed it in the uh, Power Call testimonials because we love feedback because we always want to be able to give value. So I appreciate everyone for doing so um, and uh, as well. So like I said, let me go ahead without further delay. Go ahead and bring on the minister. How do you feel about the Honorable Lewis Farrakhan coming to Houston, Texas for Family Day? Well, I just want to hear what he has to say. How about you, my brother? Well, I tried to come down here when he was last time he was down here, and I couldn't really get in. So this time I went and got a ticket. I'm like to hear because he's the only person I know that has a positive message for the black man. I think it's important for um, black kids my age to listen what he has to say. I think he's putting out a positive message. I'm very, very thrilled to be here, and I think it's an honor to, to be in his presence. Uh, I think it's great. I came specifically to hear Farrakhan speak. I think it's a wonderful feeling for him to come. I think it's real good because he's a positive role model for us all. I think it's great. I think it's very inspirational for everybody. I hope that it gets very crowded up here because I think everybody needs to hear what he has to say. And I'm so happy to be here and I can't wait to hear what he has to say. And my name is LaQuinta Robinson. I'm Will Farrakhan. I love you. I really appreciate him doing something for the family since I missed him on his last visit to Houston. And I think this is something my son uh, really needs to hear. I know he's young, but I feel he's he really needs to hear the message. I've been asking uh, sometimes some of the brothers on the streets and stuff that sell the papers. Uh, if he was coming out, and they said they was going to do their best to try and get him here. And also, um, I think it's a great thing for him to come here and speak to some of the brothers. I um, didn't get an opportunity to hear him speak the first time when he came to Houston at TSU. But that was the one thing that got us to come today was the fact that he was going to be here. So we're really excited to hear him speak. I wanted to catch him last time he was in Houston, but unfortunately I wasn't able to see him. But we need more people like Mr. Lewis Farrakhan to speak out for the black people, you know, and let the people know that um, there is a place that they can be and somebody that they can go to and somebody that they can talk to. I think that he's a good role model for all our black race. Um, I feel that he uplifts us by saying positive things. I think it's a great thing. I agree. He's promoting a lot of black and a lot of with the family, and that's what's basically has been lost right now is a lot of our family values.
values, and that's what we need to get him back on that right track with the family values. I'm really excited. I've been waiting to hear him for a long time, and I'm glad that I finally had the chance to do so. I'm just very interested in hearing what he has to say. I've never heard him speak before, and I'm very interested in hearing what he has to say. Well, I think it's a great idea. Uh, I've been following Farrakhan uh, since the 80s, mid-80s. And I think what he has to say has a lot of importance to the community as a whole. So I think this is a great idea. I think it's great. I think he should come more often. It'll be better. But it's great. It's good. I think it's a wonderful. It's uh, quite different that they would have somebody like Public Enemy and, and those type people. But I imagine that he's trying to capture the younger audience. So I welcome it. Oh, I think he's doing a wonderful job with our youth and all of our people. And I'm for him. I think it's an honor and a privilege to be here. Listen to Brother Farrakhan. I think he has some uh, deep-seated and deep-rooted philosophies in the uh, African heritage, and I think what he's saying is really the correct way for uh, the black population. Jesus and the Gospel of the New Testament. We thank Allah for giving us Muhammad and the Quran. Peace be upon all of these worthy servants of God. I thank Allah for raising in our midst a divine leader, teacher, and guide who is teaching us the wisdom of the Torah, the Gospel, and the Quran as they relate to a plan of salvation for the black man and woman of America for all oppressed people on this earth and for the total human family. I'm very happy and honored to greet all of you, my dear brothers and sisters, with the greeting words of peace. In the Arabic language, we say, Assalamu Alaikum. And to those of you who are unfamiliar with those words, they mean in English, peace. Peace be unto you. Turn it up. Turn yeah. it up. Turn it up. My name is D. D, D, D. D.A. Smart. That's Kenny XD. D, D, D. D.A. Smart. That's Kenny XD. D, D, D. D.A. Smart. Every day, trying to take my nigga Toby when it's public. 
To uh, Minister Robert Muhammad, to the Family Day Committee, to all of those who worked so hard to make this event possible, to 102 Jam, to TC Bandit, to all of the performers who performed tonight, each and every one of these brothers and sisters, starting with the St. Agnes Choir and Stephanie Mills, to our brothers and sisters who performed all the way to Ice Cube. This was a marvelous expression of family. And I thank Allah, the Most High, for the honor and privilege of being here in Houston tonight to share the stage with such magnificent performers and musicians as those who performed for all of us tonight. Each one of these brothers and sisters gave of themselves their time, their talent, their energy. They didn't ask for a dime. All they wanted was to be a part of something more sacred than our talent, something that will live longer than our talent, and that is the sense of family. Let us give all of our performers a wonderful, grateful round of applause. This is the first time in 20 years that I have been on a stage with performing artists. I think the last time I was on a stage with performing artists was 20 years ago in New York City at a Black Family Day rally. I am very pleased to be on the same stage with such brilliant artists as we heard and saw tonight. Public Enemy, Tommy Davidson, Gerald and Eddie Levert, Johnny Gill, Ice Cube, the musicians, Bill Bellamy, Stephanie Mills, that's family. And what I want to talk to you tonight in just a few minutes that we have remaining, what is family and what constitutes a strong family? 
A family is a unit brought together by common bond of blood, of genetic commonality, of history, of culture, of language in a common place. Family. The smallest unit of family is composed of a mother, a father, and a child. The stronger the unit of mother and father, the stronger the child produced from that unit. Therefore, when God instituted family, he also instituted laws to protect the family. For anything that erodes family erodes community and nation. Therefore, when God gave the law to Israel, he punished any act that interfered with family with death. That's how sacred family is to God. Anybody who will break in to the sanctity of marriage is not just an enemy to that family, but is an enemy to the nation and an enemy to the God who has created family. So the interference of adultery in family was punished in the time of Moses by death. God never wanted a man to act like a woman. So he punished that with death. God never wanted a woman to act like a man, so he punished that with death. That's in your Bible. Go read it. You say, well, that's old time stuff. This is a new day. It's a rotten day. It's a day when family is destroyed. It's a day when marriage is destroyed. It's a day when men are confused and don't know what a man is anymore. And women are confused and don't know what a woman is anymore. And a man can't expect from a woman what he should expect. And certainly the woman cannot expect from a man what she should expect. Therefore, with every marriage, 50 to 60% of all marriages end up in divorce. But that's our choice. We chose the woman. The woman chose the man to make a family. But before we could make the family, we fell out with each other. The mother is pregnant. The baby is on the way. But the mother and the father have found they are at odds with each other. Why? Because they didn't enter that sacred covenant in the right spirit, with the right mind. We fell in love with your bosom. We fell in love with your hips. You fell in love with his hair. You fell in love 
with his good looks and his strong body, but no good looks, no good hair, no bosom, no hips, no lips can make a family. It takes something deeper than that to make a family. Family must start with strong marriage. The world has messed up the basic unit. Family is centered in that which is called a home. A house is not a home. We can live in a house, but it doesn't become a home until a spirit enters that house to make it a home. You can be in an apartment, but if there's love between the man and the woman, there's respect, there's kindness, there's commitment, then the house becomes a home. And the cornerstone of the home is the woman. But if the man has no job, if the man has no money, if the man has no way to keep up his own responsibility to care for and provide for his wife and his children, then the poor man is a broken man. And the black man is not only broken by white society, but he's broken by the fact that he has not the ability to care for what his sperm has produced. We all got the ability, most of us, to produce a baby. But do we have the ability to provide for, to nurture, to evolve, to develop what the sperm has produced? We're talking about what constitutes a strong family. Well, once the man is destroyed, He's out of the house. He don't feel like the house is a home because he's not contributing anything to that. He's broken. He's dispirited. He's beat down. His wife don't understand the nature of that man. The man doesn't understand the nature of himself. He's born to be a provider. He's born to be a producer. And when he's not producing and not providing, it stresses his mind. He doesn't even realize why he's so stressed that when the baby cries, he beats it excessively. So there's child abuse now in the home. When we were coming up some years ago, mama beat our butts. We didn't call it child abuse. We called it disciplining what we brought in the world. But now the laws of the government are against family. The Bible says spare the rod, spoil the child. So now if I beat my child and a whelp comes up on the behind, you hold the father or the mother into court 
and say we're not good parents because we're being violent. But when the government has a problem in Haiti and wants to overturn a government in Haiti, in Nicaragua, in Panama, in Iraq, in Iran, wherever America has a problem, she'll send for your son. Not to be beat on the butt, but to be shot to death. You join the army, you join the navy to be made killers. But I, as a father, and you as a mother, are denied a basic human right to discipline our own children and make them responsive to what is proper, what is right, what is law. No child should be abused. We shouldn't take out our frustrations on these little magnificent children. But the Bible is not wrong. You don't spare the rod and spoil the child. If you got a house that is a real home, then the home becomes the place where you nurture character in your children. The home and the family is where you teach sister and brother how to resolve their conflicts without resorting to violence. The parent steps in and acts as a judge and an arbitrator in the disputes of the children so that the children learn how to tolerate the weakness or the strengths of each other. The parent looks for envy and enmity and jealousy in the children and begins to instruct them and teach them. Then from the home, they go to the neighborhood school. You don't bust your children all the way on the other side of town. You send your children to meet with their neighbor's children in the neighborhood school, whether it is black, whether it is white, whether it is Hispanic, that is not the problem. The problem is the madness that you teach in the school, not who we go to school with. I want you to listen. Then your child, as well as yourself, go to church. And the school and the church are in the same neighborhood. In the church, pastor should be feeding on what mom and dad put in the first teaching in the home. School should enlarge upon it. Church should build upon it. Church should instruct the parents how to rear your children. School should advance the rearing process. But what is happening today? You take the wife out of the home. Dear sisters, God is not against your professional gifts and talents. He gave you your gifts. But the greatest of all gifts to a woman is the gift of life. 
that from your precious womb will come the extension of that family to generate that seed into the future. So your number one job is not being a doctor, not being a lawyer, not being a bus driver, not being a corporate executive. When you become a mother, you cannot abandon your children for some damn job. Your job is your children. Listen. I know you got to work. I understand. And that's our fault, brothers. Because as men, it is our responsibility once she becomes with child. Sweetheart, I'll take care of this. You got to step up to the plate. Well, you see, man, you see, uh, uh, I ain't got no education and, and I don't have... Uh, training, I don't know what to do. You hustle. You know what to do. All you gotta do is remember who you are and who you're connected to. The birds eat. The lowliest worm eats. The fish that is in the depth of the sea eats. The tiniest microscopic creature eats. Man is made in the image and likeness of God. So man has the ability and the power to say be and bring into existence what he wants. How dare us as men let a minuscule tadpole eat. A bird feed its young. A lioness, look out for the cubs. And you run away from your responsibility as a mother and as a father to your children. That's our responsibility. And as a man, you can't gain respect until you take up your responsibility as a man to look out for what you helped to bring into this world. Even if we don't get along with the wife anymore, the children are here. How dare you eat and don't think about your children? Why must the governor of the state of Texas take care of our responsibility? No wonder they call us boys. No wonder they don't have any respect for us as men. Because you don't respect yourself if you don't respect your offspring. And then when you get sick and are ready to die, you look for the same offspring you didn't do anything for to come by your side and remember you as a father. But they can't remember us as fathers if we forget them when they're young. Family under the guidance of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. He taught us to make us men. A man can't be a man without the proper knowledge. And as Hosea the prophet said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. 
the black man is a good man. The black man is potentially the best man that there is. But he must have the knowledge to become what God made him. He's the original man. Before there was a father, he's a father. He's not only the father of his children, he's the father of everything that you see. He's the original man who worked with God in the creation of the heaven and the earth. He's fallen a long way down now, and he needs help to get back up. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was raised by God to give us the knowledge that would help us to be men. And then he put our sisters in a special class called the Muslim Girls Training and General Civilization class to teach our women how to respond to us as men and how to help us to become men again. And then he taught us how to rear our children. Girls are different from boys. They need a special kind of care when a girl is growing up. A girl should be in a sanctuary. A place where no one will abuse her. A place where she's safe to grow in the beauty, the tenderness, and the innocence of her love. But girls have no sanctuary. Not even in their own homes today does a girl have a sanctuary. If her father's not hitting on her, if her uncle is not hitting on her, if her brother is not hitting on her, her cousin is hitting on her. Somebody in the family has disrespected what family is. And brother, brothers, when we destroy the female, you haven't destroyed an individual. When you corrupt a female, you haven't corrupted an individual. And when you lift up the female, you haven't lifted up an individual when you corrupt and destroy a woman you've destroyed the family and the nation and when you educate and lift up a woman you're lifting up the nation the family's cornerstone is the female and as long as the woman is down you have no family she's the cornerstone of the whole thing called family you know what the cornerstone is? It's that part of the building that has to be strong in order to uphold the weight of the whole building. It rests on the corner. Jesus is called in the Bible a tried stone, a precious corner stone. And the female is just like the master. She's a precious corner stone. She must be strong in order for her children to be strong. She's the homemaker. She don't let no merchant of death cook food for her husband and her young. She don't bring these cheap jive death meals into the house and throw them into a, a, a microwave oven and plop them down in front of the children. She don't take that looking biscuit that's pumped up and just put a little browning on it and have the child eating dough, just raw dough. But a good mother knows what's good for her family. 
A good mother will take time to shop because your kitchen is your medicine cabinet, not your doctor's office, but your kitchen is your medicine cabinet. And when you know the chemistry of food, then you know what to feed your children when they're a little anemic. You know what to feed your husband when he feels a little weak and his bronchial tubes are a little tied up. You know what to give him because you are the first doctor, you are the first nurse, you are the first chemist in your house. But an ignorant woman is not a blessing to her family. An ignorant woman is a curse to the family. So anybody that denies a woman knowledge, denies a woman education, is an enemy of God, is an enemy of national development, is an enemy of community, and is a destroyer of the human family. And so, in building family, we have to see that genetically, we're the same people. Historically, we are the same. Culturally, we are the same. But they got our family divided by religion. I'm a Muslim. This one's a Christian. Another's a Hebrew. So what? These are labels. God is one. God's religion is one. God's prophetic community is one. Why shouldn't we, as the people of God, be one? So I respect my Christian brothers and sisters in their tradition. And I respect my Hebrew brothers and sisters in their tradition. And I respect the tradition of those who are Muslims. But we must never let these traditions and these rituals divide us as members of one family and cause us to fall out with each other because one wants to be a Baptist, one wants to be a Methodist, one wants to be an Episcopalian, one wants to belong to AME, the other CME, the other Church of God in Christ. One is Orthodox, one is Sunni, one is Sufi, one is Shiite. These are labels that divide the house of God. And then... We've been divided by color. The lighter, the darker. That's a shame that the enemy has made us to feel because we are lighter, that we are better. The Quran says, I have created you in tribes and families that you may know one another parenthetically and not despise one another. We as black people are a family. We are a tribe enlarged, a large family. The Chicano, the La Raza, that is a family. The Asian, that is a family. The whites, that is a family. God created diversity in everything. There's nine planets out there. None of them show the same color. None of them have the same size. None of them have the same water or the same atmosphere. But all are under the same law, rotating at the same rate of speed around one sun. So they are called the family of 
the sun. Well, here we are, different tribes, different families that God said he created that we may know one another and not despise one another. But how come there's hatred in the black family, one against the other? How come there's hatred in the brown family against the black family and the black against the brown? and the yellow against the red, and the red against the brown, and the white against all that are non-white. How come? What happened to the family of man? What happened to the human being that he has degenerated so low that he's worse than the viper that crawls on the belly? He's more poisonous than the adder in the path of the horse. The human being is more of a reptile than the reptile, more a serpent than the serpent, more a beast than the beast of the field. What happens when you degenerate like that? All sense of family is gone. And so right now, we kill each other over money. Some dead president on a piece of paper means more than human life. A gold chain means more than human life. A diamond ring and a fur coat means more than human life. A Mercedes Benz, a Cadillac, a BMW means more than human life. Look how we have fallen. This has happened because in the white family something went wrong. In the white family they felt that they were better because they were white and others were less because they were not white. So they set up a system of education that promoted Eurocentric values, the culture of Europe and white people as superior to all the cultures of the earth. This forced Asians who came under their power to hate themselves and love their oppressor more than they love themselves. This broke up family so that now in China, there's Chinese nationalists, Chinese communists, Chinese Democrats. All of this is the philosophy and teaching of Europeans. Now the family is divided. In Korea, there's the North divided against the South and the South divided against the North because the South is tied to America's democratic ideals and the North is tied to communist or socialist ideals. So because these philosophies and ideologies can't get along, they have come in and divided the family and caused brother to shed the blood of brother. There's North Vietnam and South Vietnam. 
Every time the Caucasian or Western man came among the darker people, he found ways to divide the family, to put one tribe against another, one color against another, one people against another. This is what has created hatred in the human family for white people, and it has created hatred in us one for the other. Not all white people have done this, but a significant ruling clique, a cabal of wicked demons, has sold their own people a false bill of goods and used them against the masses of black, brown, red, and yellow. So now we as black people are looked upon as the ugliest human beings on earth because of the kinkiness of our hair or the broadness of our nose, or the thickness of our lips. Ah, but what would the world be? What would America be like if there were no Eddie and Gerald Levert, if there were no Johnny Gill, if there were no Michael Jackson, no Michael Jordan, no Mike Tyson? What would America be if there were no Jesse Jackson? What would America be if there were no black people? You would be colorless. You would be insipid and tasteless because it is we, the black people, who give color to your society. We give dimension to it. We give flavor to it. We are like the salt of the earth. We bring out what is in you. I'm almost finished. But my dear family, the brown against the black, that's a shame. Oppressed Mexicans fighting against oppressed blacks. Oppressed blacks fighting against oppressed Mexicans. Native Americans and the black not having friendship. When it was the Native Americans who allowed us on their reservations when we were slaves running for freedom. We came in among the Seminoles in Florida, and we mixed our blood with theirs and they with ours. Everywhere in America where the black and the red were, the black and the red mixed their blood. So that when you ask a black man today, how many of you have Native American blood in you? This one will stand up and say, my great-grandfather's Apache. Somebody is Chiroquois or Iroquois. Somebody else is a Sioux. Isn't that right? Now, in conclusion, God is not interested in a family of your color. I'm going to say that again. It's really beautiful that we are interested in our own color. That's what we should be. We are one family. Don't move. Don't move. Sit down, family. We're going to leave here like a family. Please. I sure would appreciate it. Don't miss the best part. Don't miss the best part. Thank you very much. Listen, family. Listen, listen, listen. I want to see black people united. I want to see the black family strong. I want to see us stop killing one another. I saw on television the other night the story of gangs 
in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I saw white gang, black gang, white, black gangs. But the thing that impressed me most of all about the gangs was when they beat them into the gang. The thing that they said is, give me love. Give me love. And when the brother hugged the brother, he said, this is my real family. Listen to what they said. This is my real family. So the gang is stronger than mama, stronger than daddy, stronger than sister or brother, because in the gang, at last, the brother and the sister found membership they found where they belong they found love but they didn't find it at home you too busy chasing a dollar you too busy chasing material things and you are too blind to see that you're driving your own children out of your house to seek the very Thing that as a Christian we say God is love and we should love everybody but your child don't feel your love your own flesh and blood doesn't feel your love the gangs are not the failure. We have failed our children. The schools have failed our children. Reverend, the church has failed the children. So the children are finding more love, more unity in the street, in the gang. And you in the church don't have unity, organization, and love. But in the gang, they have what you don't have. So they don't want to come to church. They don't want to go to school. And they're not happy at home. How are we going to make a strong family? This is it. Brothers, sisters, where's real strength? David the psalmist said, the Lord is my light and he is my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom then shall I be afraid. Who is the strength? God is. Who created family? God did. So unless God is in the picture as the center of the house, then it's not a strong family. No matter how much so-called cohesiveness you have, if God is not at the center, real strength is not at the center.
And so the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that God is number one. And the greatest strength we could find is to submit our will to do the will of God. And when we submit our will to do the will of God, then the strength of God becomes the strength of our life. And the Spirit of God becomes the energy out of which we live, move, and have our being. And what is the Spirit of God? It is divine love. Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. So when I'm governed by God, strengthened by God, submit my will to do the will of God, I'm considered a strong man. Farrakhan is a strong man. He's a strong man not because he's strong. He's strong because he submitted his will to do the will of God. And he recognizes that the Lord is the strength of his life. And therefore he speaks without fear, without trembling. He has learned to depend on God, to trust in God, and to know that God's word never fails. So he's a good provider for his family. He feeds his children. Not just bread, but he feeds them wisdom. So my children are reflections of the wisdom of God that I have gotten from my father and my teacher, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So when you say, our father, which art in heaven, then call no Christian a bastard because no Christian whose mother is unwed, can have a child that is a bastard as long as God is the father. When you say our father, that's the end of that. When you learn to depend on God, then you provide for your wife. You provide for your children. And what does she show you in return? She shows you love, compassion, submission. When I have a headache, my wife comes with the headache powder. If my back aches, she says, can I rub it for you? Because she's my consolation. She's my peace and my comfort. But I could never extract that from her if I didn't give her what God has put in me to give her. Do you understand marriage on Monday? I will celebrate 41 years of marriage to the same woman. I have nine children, 25 grandchildren, one great-grandchild. Look at your brother, 61 years of age, been teaching 40 years, but ain't no ways tired because the Lord is the strength of my life. You can't punk me out. You can't frighten me. 
The government can come against me. They can bring the army against me. But I'll go out against the army alone because the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Who is your shepherd? Who is the strength of your life? God got to help you make your family again. God made man in the beginning and God made woman. Then God got to make us all over again. So in my conclusion, spirit rises above color. Spirit rises above national boundary. Spirit rises above culture and tradition and history. So God is not interested in forming a family that has racial characteristics, ethnic characteristics, historical similarities, language similarities. God wants to rise above everything that has divided human beings. And therefore Paul said, in Christ, there is no Jew or Greek. There is no male or female. There is no bond or free. All become one in him. So the Christ figure of the Bible and the Mahdi or Messiah of the Quran, these are human beings who raise people above race, above culture, above ethnicity into the spirit and mind of God then God's power which is God's love lifts us above race but you are trying to do it in a false hypocritical way you want me to sleep with a white woman but you don't want real love to exist between races and real love can never exist between black and white until justice flows down the mountain like a mighty stream. As long as black people are denied justice in America, the differences between black and white will never be reconciled individual to individual. Government has to be involved. And so Muhammad caused us to rise above race. And that's what the pilgrimage of Hajj is all about one garment that all wear one praise of God that we all sing one movement around the sacred house oneness of spirit and until that spirit comes then we will always be tribes and families that got to know one another but never got to love one another because God was absent in the equation. Before you can unite with others, black man and woman, you gotta first become a family among yourself. And so God has to raise you bigger than Catholicism, bigger than Lutheranism or being a Methodist or an Episcopalian, or a Muslim. God has to raise your sights where you see me as a Muslim and you say, that is my brother. I see you as a Christian. That is my brother.
my sister. And if you, sister, are my sister, and I, sister, am your brother, and your husband has walked out on your children, your children are my nieces and my nephews. So I, as the uncle, your brother, have a responsibility to create family. If father is not there, uncle got to be there. And that's why in the lessons of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the uncle was always mentioned, not the father, the uncle, because father is gone, but uncle has to step in. My father was gone, but my uncle stepped in. My mother needed a helper, a man's image, so my uncle stepped in. And he gave me a man's image until I met Elijah Muhammad and Malcolm X. Then another uncle stepped in because they are my mother's brothers. And so now he has grown me up to be an uncle. An uncle to all my nieces and nephews of children who are without a father. And that's why the enemy wants to destroy the image of any strong black man because they don't want black men to find strength in another black male. They want us always to find strength in them. And so tonight, I'm asking you, when you leave this Astrodome, which they at 102 Jam have named Afrodome, when you leave here tonight, didn't have the biggest crowd, but it's not quantity, it's quality. And what you got tonight for $15, for $25, or for $50, you got the giving spirit of these wonderful artists. They provided the honey the sweetness, and Brother Farrakhan came behind them <clears throat> to provide some mortar so that the bricks could come together and be made into a solid wall, impregnable to any external or internal negative force. So when you leave this place, go out knowing that we all are family. And go out knowing that a strong family is the basis of a strong nation. But also go out knowing where your strength lies. It is with God. It is with submission to the will of God. It is in the love of God and the love of self and the love of your neighbor or brother as you love yourself. There's the strength of a real family and that's the strength of a real nation. So would you join me in welcoming back to the stage all of those who helped to make this night what it became to all of us.
all the singers, all the performers, all of the sponsors, Eddie and Gerald LeBert. Ice Cube, let's head for the Cube. Johnny Gill, Gerald, and Eddie LeBert, father and son. Where's the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Where's, where's Public Enemy? Are they still here? And I am C. Brother Jamal. TC Bandit. My sister. Love you. Where's Brother Bellamy? They had to catch a plane. DA Smart and Kenny X. Come on, DA. Come on over. And brothers and sisters, I don't want you to think that we're male chauvinists. There is a sister in the house, Sister Stephanie, wonderful, coming home to family, Stephanie Mills. This was a great, great evening. And while we're all standing, would you do me a favor? Would you just hold each other's hands a minute? Don't squeeze too tight now. We just want to get the feel of family. I'm going to say a prayer, and then we'll be dismissed. But before I do, I want to thank the Astrodome and all the staff here for the wonderful way they have treated the Savior's Day Committee, a Family Day Committee, pardon me, and all of us. Thanks, uh, Astrodome. I want to thank the constable, Brother A.B. Chambers. They provided me with a motorcycle escort from the airport to the hotel, from the hotel here, and I believe they'll provide me with a motorcycle escort back to the hotel. I didn't ask for it, but out of love and family, they offered their service, and we cannot thank God enough for that wonderful spirit in these brothers. We want to thank the mayor of the city of Houston, Bob Lanier, for a donation that he gave to give some tickets to some young people that they could come tonight. And who else did I miss? Brother Robert Muhammad. Come on out here, brother. Brother Robert Muhammad, a hardworking representative and the Family Day Committee. The Family Day Committee, all of these beautiful sisters, brothers, without these, it would never have been.
Judon Boney. We thank Allah for Brother Judon. And Jelani Williams. Jelani Williams. Deloitte Parker, Parker, Rodney Penn, Penn, Sister Ada Edwards, State Representative Al Edwards. Edwards. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And all of those on the host committee, I won't call off all of the names. We are one hour over time, and I'm hoping that they won't kill us with an overtime bill. <laughs> so let's thank the Astrodome in advance. And God willing, we hope to have Family Day 1995 if it is the will of God. All right, family. I pray that you all enjoyed that lecture uh, from the minister. Appreciate everybody tapping in and enjoying it. But if you have any takeaways, please raise your hand. Um, and again, you can, you know, utilize the power call testimonial space as well if you're not able to come on. But um, definitely share your takeaways. We have plenty of time for takeaways. Um, and, and, if, and if you have takeaways from the whole week and you would like to share that as well. Um, and I think we should also take some time for those who have been on this power call for the entire time or just coming in. And what, what are your what are your takeaways and testimonials and feedback on the power call as well? I think we should share that for the family, especially we have you know a few first time guests be able to share uh, what you what you've taken from the power call on a week to week, day to day basis, Monday through Friday, uh, what you've learned the value that you receive, definitely share it in the comments. If you're on the premium side, raise your hand and give your feedback on today's lecture, this week's uh, commentary and lecture as well. Please share that. Um, if you like to upgrade and you're on the Vimeo side and you like to come over and participate in the morning calls and have access to the classes and the, the brothers and sisters only chat and the courses that's available and the many more features that we're looking to add on as well, please go to www.powercall.net. If you're on an Apple or iPhone device, you will need to utilize your web browser to upgrade. If you're using an Android device, you will be able to do so within the app. If you would like to visit your local Muhammad Mosque or study group in your local area, as we state, Friday is self-improvement study group tonight. So come on out uh, to your local Muhammad Mosque or study group and participate in self-improvement study group tonight. Uh, reach out uh, to that website, www.nystudygroup.com that you see scrolling by. Fill out the form. The sister will reach out to you as soon as possible with the location and time information for Friday study group and Sunday uh, for your uh, local area. And then let us know your your, uh, your feedback from your experience as well. Be sure that if you do make it out to fill out the sign in sheet and send a photo of that back to the sister so that we can shout you out as well. Um, and like I said, if you have feedback, please raise your hand if you would like to share. Uh, let me make sure I got all the sound and things together so that we can do so. I see Sister Yolanda. Give me one moment here. Okay, okay. Don't be shy, family. Don't be shy. All right. Make sure you can unmute yourself. 
All right, Sister Yolanda, go ahead. Assalamu alaikum. It's kickoff Friday, beloved people. Let's get moving because, in my opinion, this is one of the lectures that we need to play, replay, play again, at least once a month. Because there were so many points in here that spoke on some of the things that are happening right now, such as God never intended or wanted man to act like the woman. Back in the day, if that was to occur, you will be punished with death. God never wanted a woman to act like man. Again, the same punishment. So what we see that's going on in this day, this homosexuality running rampant, and with the laws being changed to legalize same-sex marriage and this transgender stuff and so on, it's like they're forcing it on the people. Like, you're going to be there. You're going to accept this whether you like it or not. And it's in everything that we see. Walking down the street, looking at something on TV or in the movies, so on and so forth. In the music, so on and so forth. It's just like, oh, my God. Being a heterosexual person is weird now. And that is the norm. Not so. Not so. Another thing, um, as far as family, family start with strong marriages. Family start with strong marriages. So even if we have, uh, the thing that came to my mind is even if we have created a family without the marriage, of, the Institute of Marriage being implemented, is it too late for us to go back to those children's mothers or mothers go to your children's fathers and reconcile so that we could build strong marriages, strong families. We need more strong families. Therefore, we will have to institute strong marriages, going through the vetting process properly. Beginning before you even get into that, learn learn self. Learn who God is. As you mentioned, God is one God. But then we have all these labels that separate things. And in me being a single mother, I did my best to rid my two girls. And I always said to people, my children are watching me. Even if I make mistakes, my children are still watching me. So let me be mindful of what I'm doing, what I'm saying, who I'm around. My children are watching me. So I tried my best, even though I had to get a job just over rope to support my children. I always made time and I always was there to sow into them whatever activity that they were engaged in. No, 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 I'm not leaving my children and dropping them off like this is a daycare, she gonna be present. I remember when I first introduced my oldest daughter to Girl Scouting, they were like, um, moms, you can leave. I looked at them like, are you crazy? What, what I'm leaving for? What y'all get ready to discuss that I can't sit here and listen to? Like, huh? But I had to easily accept that because they were trying to establish independency in the girls without 
the mother being present. But after a while, I had to figure out a way how to get present. So what I did, I became a truth leader. Because what she not going to do is leave her children in somebody else's hands too long. I can't do it. I don't know how you raised in your house. I don't know what you do. And even you as a truth leader, I never vetted you. I joined in so my children could be with other females. So that was that. Even with my daughter playing softball, I was very, very selective with who I, what families I allowed her to go with when I had to travel the next day. No, ma'am. We're not doing all that spending night over no white house. Mm-mm. I'm going to drop you off in the morning. Because I don't know, and I've said this to them, I do not know this family that well, other than out here on this softball field. I don't know how mommy gets down. I don't know how daddy gets down. So she has to be present. So we've all, I brought them up as I was brought up with a spiritual foundation. And within family, God created law. So I'm going to pause right here. So other folks can speak. And I thank you for allowing me to share. And I may be back. Stay tuned. I saw Lakeham. Wow, Lakeham Salam. Thank you, my sister. Sister Yasina, go ahead. That's Alaikum. Wow, Alaikum Salam. Sister Yim, I'm saying stay tuned. So uh, I appreciate what you, what you said, Sister Yolanda. Um, and thank you, Brother Weston and Brother Ben. I think you saw him on here briefly. But, um, you know, I have two girls also. And we're, and so they're, they're with me pretty much 24 7 because I do run my business from home. And when they do go with other people, they're either going to their father's, their paternal grandmother's home, or they're with other sisters um, who I who have helped me in their rear, and, and are helping me in their rear process. So, or they're with their dad. But because of the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the guidance of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And it is because of what Master Farrakhan Muhammad brought to them to, and is bringing through them to help us that we, as mommies, begin to understand the value, the beauty, and the sanctity of, the, of our children, particularly our little girls, and not leaving them in the hands of people who, even if they have their good, and even, you know, at the surface, they have their best intentions. Um, we don't know once we are out of their sight, what goes on behind closed doors. So we do as mommies, we, even with our little boys, be careful of who we allow them to spend time with, uh, even if it's family members, because uh, they can be kind of, they can be tricky sometimes too. But, so I do appreciate that. And I'm like, Yolanda, this is one that has to be studied over and over and over again. Not just listen to, but study. And um, it has to become what the minister is, is expressing has to become a part of our structure as a family. So I do, I love the fact that he mentioned that the mother, the woman is, is the cornerstone of the family. Because we do bring the energy, we, we, we do bring the light and the life in the home structure. And depending on the energy that we give out, that, that would determine how 
everything flows in the home for the day. Um, and so we, you know, we do have to be mindful of what we cook. We do have to, again, be mindful of the spirit that we present in the morning time. Uh, be mindful of and, and learn how to rear our children and not allow them to be the punching bag for the frustrations and the um, ill feelings that we may harbor within ourselves because they're not, these are God's children, God's expression in human form. They're not here for us to take our anger out on. So it is important for us to learn how to properly raise our children and to listen to them and allow them, you know, to express themselves, not disrespect uh, us as parents, but give them the opportunity so that we can watch them grow and evolve. Um, and I love what the minister said about the man not being, if he, if he doesn't have a job, if he's not, he doesn't have any income coming in because you can hustle when you want something. Uh, but not being able to financially provide for a family, if he cannot financially provide for the family, then he's going to feel less than less than than he is. So that's why for the man, the minister said, if you can't take care of a family, don't try to get a wife. If you, and we know that, you know, situations will happen, especially in today's time, where you might lose your job, but you know how to hustle. So we've got to have a backup plan and um, and not put, because then if it becomes a burden on the woman where she's got to now do your job, her job, then there is going to be a lot of discourse because no woman in her, they can say it all they want to, but no woman wants to be found taking care of a man, especially when you're a woman trying to take care of children. Um, and um, I think that's, it, Brother Wesley. I think I hit my part. Hold on, Alexis Yolanda. Hold up. Um, <laughs> oh, the part about schools. Be careful when we put our schools, and I love what Yolanda said about her being active with her children in their activities. And for the parents, this is a, a firm responsibility, a firm reminder for us that if our children are in public school, even if they're in private school, you got to make yourself present so that they'll know, no, you can't, you know, if there's a problem with my child, you you address me because we've seen so many, um, so many cases here in Detroit where the staffs are taking it upon themselves to discipline our children, stripping young girls of their clothes because they think that they got a cell phone tucked away somewhere. I mean, it, it, you know, take them, put the young girl in the office and stripped her of her clothes and then didn't tell her mommy about it until later on. So it's, you know, stuff like that. Be present in the school system, in those schools and make it and keep your, your stance and let them know that my child has someone that's protecting them. Um, and the fact that he said that an ignorant woman is a curse to the family. So that's, you know, a whole array of everything. And may Allah bless you. Like if you're if anybody said that, I think Wow, Salam. Thank you, my sister, for sharing. Uh, for sure. Those are great points. And again, if you would like to comment, please um, raise your hand. 
don't be shy you know we all got some feedback i know we all have pulled something from this lecture and from the series of lectures we've had this week so please don't hesitate to raise your hand but if you're not in a position to do so um, or if you're on the side on the vimeo side where you're observing at the moment please utilize the power call testimonial section because we want to hear from you um, this is um, a way in which we all grow this is a way in which we all get deeper understandings of things so if we put ourselves in a position to learn from each other then that's what that's where we really can get this true benefit from these lectures as well um, something that stood out to me and this is just touched on a few points that i have wrote down uh, all praise due to a lot um, was that a house becomes a home and forgive me if i miss one of the words i'm writing and listening at the same time so I pray I caught it all, but um, he said that love, respect, kindness, and commitment is what makes a house into a home. And that's so critical. And, I, and me personally, I pay attention to words and the way that the minister um, composes those words and put them in order. And I, and I look at the way that it's put, that you can't really get to that commitment if you don't have love, respect, and kindness. So you can think that you committed to something, but if you don't respect that woman, if she doesn't respect you, then how can she be kind to you? And how can she really love you? How can you really love her if you if you don't respect her, if you don't understand how to be kind to her? And that goes with the way that we talk, the way that we handle ourselves. Um, speaking as, as far as, as brothers is concerned, we have to make sure that we're willing to rise above emotions, as the, as the minister brought up during the part one and part two of the roles. Um, understanding that when, when one goes high, we got to be willing to take that back seat, let that solo go and understand that we can come back later with when things are cooled down from both sides. Not just when the, when the, the, the brother is, is up, up in arms or the sister's up in arms as well. We have to know when, when to speak, when not to speak, when to try to make a point and when not to try to make a point. Because are we, are we trying to extinguish the fire or are we adding fuel to the fire? Um, so that, that's what stood out to me. Um, and I, that's why all praise is due to Allah for the, uh, you know, the reminders that each one of these lectures have for us and how each part of this series this week all overlaps into each other to keep reminding us of this other point where he brought up where, where the strength relies and strength. Uh, it, it all lies with God, with Allah, the submission to Allah and having a true love and knowledge of self. The more we love ourselves the easier it is to love one another, especially our mate. The more that we're able to love um, Allah and be able to get closer with Allah, the easier it is to get closer with one another. So all of these reminders of working on self, it's so good, so critical, especially now with like as, as Sister Yolanda brought up, and Sister Yasina brought up, we have so many avenues of attacks coming after us as men and women, coming after our children, the youth, and, and they're bombarded with, all of these contrary opinions of what we know is true, what we've been given as the, the life-giving teachings that help us rise into the guise in which we were uh, naturally born to be. And we just have to be able to continue to strengthen our foundation. Um, I see Sister Randisha raised the hand. Go ahead, Sister. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I just think that, you know, since they were jamming, I think that brings the noise from Chuck D, you know. Our minister always liked this, but it says, Farrakhan is a prophet, and I think you ought to listen to him. What is he going to say? What are you going to do? I just think that, like, you know, when they 
set the mood, like ice cube, and I'm in the finish of the scene, but we, we have so much homosexuality just going on all over there. A man is trying to be a woman, or a woman is trying to be a man. And I'm pretty sure some of us deal with this baby and all human. Or all sorts, you know, because we, we don't. But um, I learned to not judge my cousins or not judge my uncles, but I'm very, very careful of who my children are around. And I think that a strong foundation, and as far as like a man, I always tell, so I took my son out of um, public school. Um, he wasn't supposed to go anyway because he wasn't vaccinated. But, you know, they sent me a picture one day and my son had on pink glasses. And y'all could just imagine how Sister Randisha felt, right? I went up to that school and I was on a million when I got in that school. The principal couldn't hold me, the security guard couldn't hold me back. But I told him, I said, listen, um, it wasn't no other glasses that my son could have put on. And um, and she said, what, what do you mean? You know, he picked out those glasses. So I said to my son, because Rasul's not a liar. That's one thing I like about him. I said, Rasul, who picked out, picked out your glasses? He said, the teacher did. She told me to put on these glasses right here. So, so I said, so now who's lying? But I just think that, you know, within the school system, it's just so much of that where they're teaching our children and programming our children. And these things are just teaching our children. But nevertheless, to say that. Thank God that Rasul's mother is a soldier and I have those um, 12 general orders that is always in effect that I'm able to protect my child. But my daughter wanted to go back to public school. She asked me, she's really, really good in mathematics. And she said, Mom, my peers are not good in math and science like me. Can I go back for just a little while just so that I can help them? And sometimes I don't understand my baby's heart. And I, and I really be having to pray. And I say, Allah, can you just please give me the insight and the understanding of why she wants to go back to the killing fields to help people. And sometimes as a soldier, sometimes you have to be in the battlefield with those. But I just think that this message of a strong family foundation is definitely important because if you don't have that strong family foundation, you have nothing. I told my husband when we got married, I said, listen, I am the second self of God. Always keep Allah first, not Sister Randisha. I am only a small, small sprinkle of the good that Allah has. But if you keep him first, our family dynamic will always be strong because Allah is the foundation. He is the head. He guides. He leads. Not me. Not you. If you follow him, we will always be successful. And we always pray at 4.30 in the morning. And I think that that is just one of the things, you know, as it relates to a strong family foundation. So that's all I have to say. Wa'alaikum salam. Thank you, my sister. I'll pray you do to Allah for that as well. Um, a great reminder uh, of where we need to make sure that our, our focus is on. Because if we're focusing on Allah, we're focusing on striving to improve our example and our explanation. It makes it easier to navigate these type of scenarios that our children are put through. Um, because that is where the biggest attack is put on because they understand, this enemy understands how impressionable children are. And and as we don't want to be gullible as well, just thinking we be just getting along just to get along. Uh, we want to make sure that we're standing for truth, regardless um, of what's going on as well. Sister Yolanda. OK, she back. She back. So what I wanted to challenge was our strong black men, whether we um, did a powerful community, uh, whatever the other uh 
access to this calling, even with us mothers, if we are in a position, as I mentioned, to reconcile with our weekly partners, or however I should say that, no disrespect intended, let us from this day forward strive. And even if we can't go back there, do better. Even if you have whatever dislike with the child's mother, do what you can for the sake of the child. If it's not going to be uh, reconcilable between you and the mother or mother between you and the father, let us try. So what with the fellas that say around you? So what with the women that say around you? We need to capture our families. I'm not leaving it up to the people on the hill here in Washington, D.C. to direct where my families and where our future is going. We need to get more involved. As that picture Brother Wesley has of a brother Ben, we got to get into our kingdom. Forget the ego. Forget what they're doing. Because we, gonna, we are. Let us be the trendsetter. Let them come follow us. Regardless of what it looks like, enough of us keep striving. They gonna come along, just like we put them joys on. Oh, I like those those hats. Everybody going line to get the joy, or whatever it is. Let us start to set a new trend. We may not live to see it, but at least we can. When our time to depart here, we could be that martyr, setting the trend. God is the center of everything. Within anything and everything we do, there's a spiritual base in it, as he mentioned in this lecture. I don't know why I'm so on fire, because family is so important to me. And I have watched how my own family, and I'm sitting back in my nest, has kind of dwindled down since my mom and dad had transitioned. It's hurt. I accepted what's going on. Well, if I accepted is the proper word, but nevertheless, I'm sitting back. I'm working on me so I can gird up my loins and I can go back to my family and get them because I'm going to get my family back. My sister and brother, even my sister in New York, I'm going to get my family back. I am going, I am determined to whatever means and listen to all of this that we had this week. Remaining calm, being steadfast, listening, fasting. You only fast believers. You only fast. So I got my cup of coffee. That may be why I'm a bullet right now because I'm drinking the coffee. But nevertheless, I am determined to get my family back. Building it on the law that God has instituted. Family, in the family, mother is the cornerstone. So my children expressed to me how they miss my mother so much. Because she appeared to be the one that brought everybody together, the peace. Now I have all that I have. All I have is my grandmother, which is in New York, and she is 97. I sit at her feet every chance I get. Praise be to a lot that I, she is still here. So I'm trying to slowly get my family to go up and visit her, talk to her as often as we can, because we don't know the day nor the hour. But I'm not going to go down not striving whether my children pick the man the baton up but i ain't dropping my baton i'm holding tight to this joker 
If I got to slow down sometime, but this race is not over. Asalaamu Alaikum. Wa Alaikum Salaam. I appreciate your I appreciate your passion, my sister. Um, and, and that really echoes because what I what I have been uh, observing and, and studying and knowing as well um, as I continue to strive to effectively communicate um, on my journey. Um, what, what it takes me to is on page 138 of Closing the Gap. Um, Brother Minister Jabril was asking um, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan about the art of conversation. And what's the best kind of conversation? Um, and what he brought up on page 138, um, he brought up what the uh, most honorable Elijah Muhammad expressed to him about how light travels and how to, how uh, that mirrors, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but it, it, it mirrors how the blood circulates the body at that eight minutes and 20 seconds that light travels. And then how that mirrors the eight minutes and 20 seconds for blood to circulate from the heel to the brain and back. And on the third paragraph on there, on that page of 130, excuse me, of 318 of Closing the Gap, it says, What was told me that the, the level of energy, light, spiritual power that is contained in right words communicated from the right motivation energizes the brain of the recipient of such words. That energy is delivered delivered to every part of the body, thereby increasing the energy level of that person. Um, and reason that draws me to that particular paragraph, because as we see and as we have all experienced when we listen to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, it energizes us. Uh, we want to make sure that our words mirror that example that is before us in our midst that this this understanding that we're getting, this knowledge that we're receiving that we're delivering it in a manner in which electrifies those we share it with. We don't want to make sure that we're not having those low vibrating conversations that's causing um, a negative result from our people. We have to understand that our example, as uh, I believe uh, it was brought up, I don't want to mess up the names, but as we are understanding and as the sisters have relayed to us is that we want, I think Sister Yolanda, you said it, where we want to make sure that they follow what our example, we're giving these teach these teachings to become an example of what everyone needs to be doing. So we want to make sure that regardless of what environment that we're in, whether it's digitally, whether it's in the in the flesh as well, wherever we are, and as Sister Randisha said, these general orders are, are in effect at all times. So we want to make sure that our words, regardless of what we're doing, that we're doing it in a way to electrify and bring life to the dead not contributing to the burial of our people as well. Um, and that's what one thing that I've, I've learned a lot from the power call, from listening to um, the feedback from the sisters and the brothers um, and everything that I see, you can see it in people, how they light up from these words. So we wanna make sure that the words that we use when we engage with one another are lighting each other up and not dimming the light or extinguishing that fire, that spirit that we have in one another we don't want to kill the spirit we want to continue to give life to the dead as we are taught to do um, so i appreciate you don't you you sharing that as well having that passion having that spirit because that's what these teachings are supposed to do uh, wake us up not put us back to sleep not not keep us in the grave but to get us up out of that dead state so that we can do the work that needs to be done and then pull our fellow brothers and sisters up as well from what we've learned and how we receive these life-giving teachings um sister randisha go ahead Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum. Wa alaikum. 
the lawn and it really looked and then it's the other car. Rasu actually wanted to talk. You know, he's on the power call with me most mornings um, during homeschoolers. So he said he wanted to say something as well. So, while they go to the Praise be to Allah. Appreciate hearing you, my brother. We always love to hear. We definitely got to work on getting that junior power call going as well. So, inshallah, we'll have that coming soon as well. Because uh, it's always good to hear from the children, regardless of what their expression is. And it's coming from a great place as well. So, praise be to Allah for you, brother. Uh, Sister Yasina, go ahead. Walaikum salam, brother Rasul. Um, what you said, brother Wesley, when we, because I was mm, listening to Sister Yolanda, um, that same energy when we transferred into our blood family structure, you know, they may not, and I speak from experience, when we stay the course as Muslims and we Stand firm, not in an arrogant way, but our our energy, our life, our home environment. Everything that we do reflects what who and what we say we are as Muslims under these teachings. Then Allah will He will connect us with those family members who even if they don't come into the ranks and attend the meeting, their lives will begin to change. Having been under these teachings as long as I have been, many of us can attest that we have to fight, not necessarily physically but we had to fight for our our space in our family structure to wear the title of Muslim because we were considered of the abnormal but when we stay the course Family members may not, you know, they will respect you. I'll say that. So those in whose hearts are sometimes perverse, we will see a change in them. My mother and I, my, may Allah be pleased with her, never disrespected my mother. I distanced myself until the time came for us to reconnect because she didn't accept my faith, my walk in Islam. My family members in my early days in this walk, same thing. But today, they love the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. My mother, I was shared with Sister Shalon, my mother wore tans to work. She wore a demodest garment. 
I would order her demodest garments, and she loved that comfy coat. And my sister, my youngest sister, we call her from here to Memphis, she's considered the undocumented, but documented MGT. So I say that to say, particularly for the 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 the, the young believers coming in, stay the course. Allah says he created us into tribes and families, as the minister stated, that we may know one another, but not, but parenthetically not despise one another. Sometimes we reject what we don't know or what we don't understand. But if it's Allah's will, knowledge will come and that understanding will come. So now my sister doesn't eat pork. She has her garden. She dresses modestly. She listens to her husband and her family. They listen to the honorable minister of Sparta and other and other student ministers and other believers. They have a good relationship with the believers. And I am grateful to Allah. So you stay the course and be the best representative that we can be. Uh, because we do represent the nation of Islam and the honorable minister of Sparta. Master Father Muhammad and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So be the best representative that we can be. Assalamualaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you, my sister. All praises due to Allah. Yes. Uh, and as you, you brought up, staying that course is so important because we don't know who's watching. We don't know who's listening. We don't know who's been tracking our progress throughout this entire course. And the moment that we get out of out of what we know is the teachings, I don't want to say get out of character because we're not. It's not a character. This is not a front. This is not an act. These are. This is the way we live. So if this is the way we live, we have to be cognizant of what we're doing at all times because everyone is watching us, watching every move that we're made, we're making as well. So we want to make sure that we're always being unified in what we're doing and unified in self. Meaning that our thoughts, our words, our actions, our deeds are all in line with what we say and profess that we are. Because um, it's easy that anybody can call themselves anything. Um, but how we carry that, how we handle our children in public and in private. Because the way we handle our children and the way we handle our relationships and things like that in private will show up in, in the public as well. We can't, you can only act for so long. Eventually, you're going to forget that you're not, you're not out there, you know, you're pretending. Eventually, you're going to run out of out of role, you know what I mean? Run out of that role in a sense. So you want to make sure that we're always doing what we say we're doing, being that example um, as well. And like I said, I say that for myself. Um, I, I strive to be the best example. Like I said, I'm young in this, but at the end of the day, that's no excuse. So I strive to, to do my best at all times. Yeah, we may fall short. We may slip, bump our head, but we got to be willing to take correction and move forward. Um, as well, um, I see someone in the comments said no video on this side on the Vimeo side. There is no video. It's just the image up up there So there's, there's no video playing at the time um, So just be cognizant of that um, But outside of that, let's just continue to strengthen up ourselves Get closer with Allah, get closer to these teachings Continue to keep ourselves exposed to these teachings um, So that we can continue to rise up um, And not fall and sink down um, I see you unmuted, Yolanda. Did you have a further comment? 
No, sir. That was by mistake. I'm trying to get it together. Yes, Sorry. You're all right. Um, but yeah, so like I said, let's utilize the power. If there's no one else I would like to share, like I said, we there's no rushing here. So, um, and I'm definitely not going going to ramble on long. I just you know speak from the heart. You know, so I appreciate everybody sharing. If you have anything that you would like to add on, um, if you would like to share your comments and you're not able to add on live, please utilize the power call testimonial section. Uh, we would love to hear your feedback. We appreciate the feedback. We we appreciate what you learned. And, and what you've been able to add into your life and apply in your life. Um, because someone else may be feeling the same way and they're not sure how they want to word it. So you giving your your input, you giving your feedback is going to shed light to someone else and say, oh yeah, I was thinking that too. And you can just continue to build on that wisdom as well. Um, be sure as well, if you would like to upgrade, go to www.powercar.net. If you want to visit your local Muhammad Master Study Group, go to www.nystudygroup.com. Fill out the form. The system will reach out to you as soon as possible with the location information uh, for the local Muhammad Masa study group near you. If you come on out on Friday or Sunday, please let us know your experience. But also uh, send back a photo of the sign-in sheet um, or the completed sheet that, that she sends out to you um, when you do come out so that we can shout you out. Let, let us know what your experience was as well. Um, and, and what you what you pulled from that study group or from that lecture or from that uh, yeah that lecture on Sunday as well, because it's all valuable. Um, and let's continue to to build on this wisdom every day. Um, we always are, are looking to improve ourselves. So let's continue to to rise above emotions. Let's continue to be a family and strengthen this family, this power call family as well, as we continue to help the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in this work. To, to help our fellow brothers and sisters um, get out of this, this de mentally dead state um, that we found ourselves in. Um, we have to remember that Allah called all of us um, into where we're at. So regardless of what, what place you're in right now, just know that there's a reason for it. Um, and we just want to continue to study so that we can get a better understanding and knowledge of self, a knowledge of God, a knowledge of our enemy, our open enemy as well. Um, so that we don't continue to be in this state um, that we found ourselves in as well and that we were put in by the enemy. So uh, without further ado, I appreciate everybody tapping in. Uh, have a blacktastic day, blacktastic weekend. Inshallah, we'll see you on Monday. Inshallah, Brother Ben will be back Monday as well. Um, we'll be picking this thing back up. So just continue to look out for the updates. Continue to check your power call notifications to, to see what we have in store um, as well. Shout out to the entire family. Shout out to the whole team. I appreciate everybody and their patience as we were going through these little few changes and adjustments, you know, because we want to continue to make sure we have this power call going on for the family. So I appreciate everybody being patient with the team and being patient with me and all of this um, as well. Shout out to Brother King Cam coming in, helping us as well. Sister Alexia, Sister Randisha. Uh, shout out to Sister Quadisa as well, behind the scenes, helping us make sure that we, we on schedule, on point, everything set up in the app as well. Shout out to the entire family, everybody on the Power Call app. Be sure to invite somebody to the app, to the call. Uh, we want to make sure that we, we reach as many people as we can to be able to share these teachings, encouraging uh, uh, one another to continue to build on this wisdom um, as well. And as always, I appreciate you all and assalamu alaikum.